It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It's that time again for our Prospect Profile and Projection Series, giving you all you need to know about a 2022 NBA draft prospect, their overview, their strengths, their weaknesses, and how they would fit with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's start out strong with Jabari Smith today on the Lockdown Thunder podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show, LOThunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by betonline.net. Let's start our 2022 NBA draft prospect profile and projections with a bang, giving you all you need to know. But a possible Thunder prospect ahead of the NBA draft. We do this all throughout the offseason to get you up to speed on what to expect on NBA draft night. Today's prospect is Jabari Smith Jr., one of my favorite prospects in this class. What are his strengths, his weaknesses, his range, his fit with the Thunder, and other general information? But again, today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered. This year, with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, but online is where the game starts. My favorite time of year, NBA draft season, and we're going to cover it the entire offseason with these player profile and projections, with our chats with Richard Stamen and other draft experts throughout the offseason, mock drafts, big boards, everything you need to know every single day, even in the offseason, right here Unlocked on Thunder. So subscribe for free across all platforms so you never miss an episode. Give a thumbs up and a subscription on YouTube as well. On today's show, we're going to talk all about Jabari Smith, folks, and you can dictate how we do this. You can tell me what players you want next on our profile projection. We're going to get through over 60 players in this series. That's the goal. And I want to hear from you. Which ones are you most looking forward to on our player profile and projections? We've got Jabari Smith today on Tuesday. We'll talk with Mavs draft Richard Stamen about Chet Holmgren. And then from there, I leave it up to you. What players and prospects do you want to hear about? And what's the priority list for you? You can let me know in the comment section below on YouTube or on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles or at the email address, lothunderpod at gmail.com. So there's plenty of ways for you to interact with the show. And again, today's profile is Jabari Smith, a 6'10 wing, 210 I don't know the wingspan yet for him. We'll get that at the combine probably. Age 19, school, Auburn. He has an incredible shot and is able to get it off even without space. He can defend in the modern playoff era, which is a big deal. You're watching the NBA playoffs right now, and you're seeing how if you can't play on one side of the floor, you're very limited 
in what you can do. And you're seeing how in the playoffs, the game slows down. You play in the half court set and it's easy to dictate matchups to get, get your best players off the floor if you're the opponent. And so with Jabari Smith, his ability to shoot tough shots and knock down wide open catch and shoot threes with an ability to defend one through five will keep him on the court in a half court setting in a playoff era whenever that comes for the Thunder. Whenever they're back in the playoffs, you can play Jabari Smith. I think that he would be an incredible number two or three piece next to Giddy and SGA for this Thunder rebuild. Bruce Smith, uh, Bruce Pearl calls Jabari Smith one of the best players he's ever coached, the best player he's ever coached. And for me, the biggest overview is that he's a no-number guy. Whenever you go watch Auburn, whenever you go watch Jabari Smith's high school film, whenever you watch anything involving Jabari Smith, you can immediately point out who is the potential first overall pick, who's the potential top three pick, and who's the guy that everybody's salivating over. And there have been players who, despite the projection of being a top five pick, have gotten lost on film and haven't stood out. And if you brought their film to a non-basketball diehard observer, they couldn't pick them out of a lineup. With Jabari Smith, no matter who you bring this film to, and if you ask them who was the potential top pick in this year's draft, everyone will know exactly who it is on the court, and it's Jabari Smith, even without knowing his number, what he looks like, who he is, any of that. And so that's why I think Jabari Smith is the best fit out there for the Thunder. He's number one on my big board, and I honestly can't see changing that. It's a big board this year that has no clear-cut number one, that has no decisiveness, that if you have a different number one, I can't argue it. Like last year, everybody had Kid Cunningham. Everybody did. And there was not much debate. The draft started at two, right? This year, my number three could be your number one, and it's completely reasonable, and NBA GMs will agree with you. And some NBA GMs will have Jabari Smith, and some will have Chet Holmgren, some will have Paulo Bencaro. But for me, Jabari Smith is the pick for the Thunder if they land at number one. He's an incredible spot-up shooter. He can shoot it wide open. He can shoot it with a hand in his face. He can shoot it with no landing space. Great on the catch-and-shoot, which plays into the strengths of the Thunder. He can even create some shots off the dribble. And I think that that is a double-edged sword, right? If Jabari Smith is your number one shot creator and your only primary shot creator, maybe that translates poorly in the NBA. But when you have a guy like Josh Giddy to set him up, whenever you have a guy like SGA to be that ISO bucket getter, and now Jabari Smith's like your third creator offensively with the ball in his hands, then that really highlights and elevates his game instead of taking away from it. He has a crazy shot to dribble as well if he needs to get it. He hits tough shots. And this is really hard to quantify, right? Because tough shots inevitably are bad shots, right? But he makes them more than he misses them. And he was forced into those crunch time scenarios at Auburn where everybody knew he was going to shoot it and they just threw everything but the kitchen sink at him and he still was able to knock it down, right? That gets alleviated more in the NBA whenever you have better spacing, whenever you have better players around you. But his ability to hit tough shots is a recipe for success because you'd rather be able to have that knack than not, right? And we've seen Mark Dognott, who has not gotten to coach in the, in the NBA playoffs, has not gotten to coach on the biggest stage and has still impressed with his out-of-bounds plays and out-of-timeout plays that he draws up. And so you just give him another wrinkle of a guy who can rise over defenders and knock down shots to work with, and now he can draw up three different options in a play. And now Josh Giddey as an inbounder has five different options, four different options out there to really go get a bucket for him. He can either create 
for one guy. SGA can create for himself, and Jabari Smith can just do it all out there uh, on an inbound type of set. So Jabari Smith's ability to shoot is the biggest factor in all of this. But also, he's a really good shot blocker, and I think that in the NBA, with NBA coaching, NBA strength and conditioning, NBA development, especially in an environment like the Thunder, that he can defend one through five. Now, there are exceptions to these rules, right? Everyone wants to point to Jokic or Embiid. Who can guard those guys, right? Who can go lock down Jokic and Embiid single-handedly? In general, we're talking in general here with Jabari Smith, he can defend a point guard, a shooting guard, a small forward, a power forward in the center. And for a wing like this, that is what keeps you on the floor when you need him the most. And you're, you're, if you're building this whole thing with a championship in mind, as Sam Presley says that he is, and, and he says that the goal is not to go to the plan, it's not to go to the playoffs, it's to win a championship one day. You need to draft players who not only can get you regular season wins, but once you're out of the regular season, can stay on the floor, be productive, and help you win a championship. And Jabari Smith can do that because of his modern skill set as a shooter and as a great defender. Also, we know how much Sam Presti loves culture and the person as well as the player. And from everything we've seen, Jabari Smith is a great person and comes from an NBA background that will help him make that business transition as smooth as possible. And another reason that Sam Presti might love him is because of his high motor. I think among the possible stars in this draft class, the possible you know, one, two, three, four, five picks, right? I think of those, of that ilk, he has the highest motor. Now, when you don't have as much talent as Jabari Smith does or Chet Holmgren or Paolo Bancaro, to make a name for yourself, you have to have a high motor, right? But of the guys who walked into last college basketball season as sure-fired lottery picks, nobody played as hard. Nobody rose to the occasion as much. Nobody had that, that motor night in and night out playing in the SEC than Jabari Smith. And so I think that that is very telling because, again, we've seen guys who walk into the college scene, know they're going to be a top pick and just don't care and just check out. And they're just there to buy time until they get to the NBA combine, the NBA lottery, the NBA draft, and get to life in the association. But the fact that he still went out there and had that high motor gives you hope for his development as well. And sure, maybe Jabari Smith might not be a superstar face of your franchise type of player. I'd be willing to concede in all likelihood, he won't be the number one option on your team when you win a championship. But this is a guy that you need to win a championship as a number two or three. I also love his upside as a rim score and mid-range score to complete his game as a three-level score because of his strength and ability to just overwhelmingly overpower you with his body and with his body control. I think that you saw glimpses of that at Auburn, even though... His rim finishing might not have been where you wanted it to be. So those are all the positives to me about Jabari Smith. Let's talk about the weaknesses. Let's talk about his draft range. Let's talk about how he fits with the Thunder all coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now, about your friends over at Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens AG1 it is going to provide you so much in your life. It's a lifestyle-friendly option, whether you eat keto Paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything, while still tasting good and supporting better sleep quality, recovery speeds, mental clarity, alertness, and gut health. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science 
with constant product iterations and third-party testings. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper for you than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper for you than getting all the different supplements that you need yourself. It is an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has 700,000 five-star reviews, 7,000 five-star reviews, recommended by pro athletes, trusted by leading health experts, including Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervins. It is incredibly important for you to take this AG1 supplement and have small micro uh, habits and, and, and have a different habit for you in AG1 that only changes your life a small way to remember to drink this every single morning, but gives you big, big, big benefits. So make sure you go check out AG1 and get it today with our good friends over at Athletic Greens to make it easy. Athletic Greens is giving it to you for free for one year, a supplement for your immune system, supporting vitamin D and five travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash lockdown NBA network, athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Locked on Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Your second listen, go check out the Locked on Now podcast, a nightly recap show recapping everything from around the association, including this playoff run. So you want to check that out because I know there's a lot of games on Sunday and you probably were busy over the weekend. So you want to see what the series are at now as we head into a new week. But let's head into the weaknesses of Jabari Smith's game as we just spent 10 minutes opining for Jabari Smith. I don't necessarily trust him as a high-level ball handler at the next level. It goes back to what I was saying earlier. Can he be your only creator? Can he be your primary ball handler? No. The beautiful thing about the Thunder situation, you have an elite playmaker, an elite setup man in Josh Giddy. You have SGA, who can isolate, create for himself, and off of that comes his incredible drive-and-kick game, which is the best in the NBA. And that drive-in kick sets up for open threes and spot-up threes, something Jabari Smith excels at. And so now you're taking that pressure off of him and now making him the third creator. And as an overall pick, with his skill set, as a third creator, I trusted a lot more than if I was a team that had to put him as my number one creator. And so I think that that weakness gets minimized by the state of the Thunder. However, on a different environment, a different team, and a different roster construction, that is a weakness that I think gets maximized. I worry about his isolation, bad shot habit. However, if you listen to last year's player profile and projection, you heard me the entire time explain away college basketball. It's poor spacing. A lot of the times there's only one or two NBA talents on there. And so those players feel like they have to do everything on their own. And so I don't want to condemn Jabari Smith for doing what he felt like he had to do, what he felt like was necessary to win a, bas- a basketball game. I do not want to put all that on him. So I think that it's a worry, 
but it's something that can be easily explained away as you get to have these private workouts and pre-job interviews with him if you're a front office executive. I do think that the jacking up shots in isolation was a product of his environment and not a product of who he is as a player. And then again, struggled at the rim. And that's no surprise for, for a thinner prospect because they drafted Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Tim Maldon, who all struggled at the rim and continue to do so their first couple of years in the NBA. However, of all the players that Thunder have invested in that had a, a weakness of scoring at the rim coming in, I think that Jabari Smith has the most upside in fixing that. So that's why I don't worry about that as much for this Auburn product. And that's it. That's my weakness list for Jabari Smith. That's my concern list for Jabari Smith. And that's why he's the cream of the crop for me in this draft. 17 points per game, 43% from three, seven rebounds a game, one block per game. In the pick and roll, he produced a point per possession. As a spot-up shooter, he was in the 96th percentile in the country, producing 1.39 points per possession. He shot 80% the line, a consensus All-American, an All-SEC caliber player, SEC Rookie of the Year, SEC All-Freshman, had all the honors that you can imagine at Auburn, and had a really good season. And here's where this draft gets tricky. And here's where, if you listen to all of this last 16 minutes and you're thinking to yourself, well, I still like Chet better. I still like Pablo better. That's incredibly fair because this is not a draft that is a clear cut number one. I think it's a clear cut number th- you know, one through three, but not a clear cut number one. And you see that in the mock drafts and big boards. The Ringer has them at two. ESPN at three. The Athletic at one. Bleacher Report at two. CBS at three. NBC at one. DraftNet at two. Tankathon at two. My big board, he's number one. So you're seeing him everywhere from one to three. So no matter where you have him personally, I think it's fair, right? But for me, he's number one because his ceiling, tippity-top ceiling, is a Paul George second star on a title caliber team. That's his tippity-top ceiling. How often do players reach that tippity-top ceiling? You know the drill. Not very often, but it could happen. You could be a Paul George type of player. Where I like Jabari Smith is that if he crashed and burned and we sit here and think about all the different ways that he could hit his floor, all the different potholes and all the different obstacles and all the different ways that he could fail. To me, his floor, him failing in the NBA, the lowest of low I can think of right now for Jabari Smith's game is Harrison Barnes. Now, do you want a Harrison Barnes type of player at number one overall? You probably want to do better than Harrison Barnes. But what was Harrison Barnes? What is Harrison Barnes? He's a valuable contributor on a title team in Golden State. He's a valuable contributor in the locker room. He's a valuable contributor off ball. And as a third, fourth, fifth option on your team, he helps you round out a roster. He helps you complete a team that can go compete. Now, granted, those Golden State teams were immaculate. And so obviously... It's easier to be good in Golden State with Steph and Clay and Draymond than it is to be good anywhere else if you're a Harrison Barnes color player. But if I guarantee you a guy's floor is Harrison Barnes, I think that you sound the dotted line right there because of how fluky the draft is, because of how scary the draft is. Now, obviously, injuries can happen, and they happen all the time, sadly. And things that are unheard of, right? Just unheard of things like that you don't even want to discuss can happen to where he doesn't reach his even floor. But as long as he's healthy and playing basketball, to me, his floor is Harrison Barnes, 
who's played over 700 career NBA games. That's good. And it was a seventh overall pick. An NBA champion and all-rookie player, as Harrison Barnes was. I feel more comfortable with that than the floor of some of these other guys. And again, this is all splitting hairs. This is all, you know, these next few profile projections with, you know, Jabari and Chet and eventually Paolo Bancaro and, and the top three of this draft. Everyone can have their guy and be right and not be ridiculous. You know, there's no clear cut number one, but for me, it's Jabari Smith. Let's talk about how he fits with the thunder specifically and how he will grow in this environment, if the Thunder are able to land Jabari Smith and what the Thunder need to do to get Jabari Smith in this year's NBA draft besides have lottery luck. But I want to say right now, we're good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off of your next order. Built Bar has incredible flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. They have white chocolate cookies and cream, peanut butter, normal cookies and cream, they're all delicious, and they have new flavors all of the time at Built.com. And that is my favorite part of Built Bar. Because Built Bar is a great pre-workout or post-workout or as a meal replacement or a snack. And it's a healthy option for you. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein. It's filling. It's great for you. My favorite part, though, is all their flavors. Because oftentimes, doing the healthy thing, making the right choice, results in repetitiveness and you have to do the same thing every day, eat the same thing every day, eat the same flavoring every single day and you get burnt out. But at Built Bar, you have so many options to choose from, from a Built Bar that's covered in 100% real chocolate to a puff option, which is like a marshmallow chocolate treat at Built Bar and so much more. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your next order. Built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your teams every day. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen. Every single morning, every single day, we're here for you talking Thunder basketball. For your second listen, go check out the Locked On NBA podcast from the jump ball, the playing tournament, through the NBA finals. Our Locked On experts take you deeper inside the NBA playoffs than you've ever been before with insight and breakdown affecting all 30 teams as we head into the offseason as well. That's a daily show. We're a daily show. And if you've gotten into the weeds of a playoff, as a Thunder or not in the playoffs this year, if you've gotten deep into a series, you have a Locked On podcast regarding that series. Locked On Mavs, Locked On Jazz, Locked On Hawks, Locked On Heat, Locked On Everything. We have it all for you. Suns, Pelicans, Celtics, Nets. We have it all. Go check them out wherever you get your, your podcast from. Subscribe to Locked On Thunder. Wherever you get your podcast from, leave a, leave a like, a comment. Subscribe on YouTube as well. We're daily, even in the off-season, because there is no off-season. There's just a part of the season in the year where we don't play games in the NBA. So make sure you check us out. Follow me on Twitter at Riley underscore Styles and email us at thethunderpodgmail.com. Let's get into how Jabari Smith fits with the Thunder. This is, I think, the most important part 
obviously, <laughs> of any of this. And to me, you put Jabari Smith off ball, and he is the he is the best fit with the Thunder, the most seamless fit, let's say. Because again, you can have you can have Paulo or Chet as your number one. In my opinion, though, the only thing I'll ever disagree with is that I don't see those two, even though I see them as very good players, and I see them in the top three, and I would be I would be dancing in the streets if the Thunder got any of these three guys. I think any of these three guys puts the Thunder on a better trajectory than they are right now in this rebuild. That's how talented the top three are. But the only pushback I give to the other two is that I think that this transition, this meshing of talent is seamless with Jabari Smith and takes some work with Paulo and Chet because you can put Jabari off ball and let him work and be incredible. With Josh Giddy's elite creation, again, she is the best driving kick player in the game. He's a day one starter, and he can hit tough buckets. And off of that, he can go create for himself. And off of creating for yourself, you create for others. And Jabari Smith will go from the top attention, the game plan headline, to SG is the game plan headline, to defenses are worried about how to contain Josh Giddy now because of how much of a playmaker he is on the rebounding boards, on the passing ability and, and, and getting assists, racking up his teammates, you know, beginning his teammates involved, and also scoring with that floater in the lane. And if he comes back with a better jump shot, right, you're moving Jabari Smith, this ultimate talent, this top overall pick or second or third pick, however low you want to put him, you can't go lower than three, right? Now you're moving him. It's like the third or fourth most scouted option on the Thunder. You know, third, of course. And I think that that all helps Jabari Smith. I think that every player gets a boost from the Thunder's environment. And so of these bad teams, of these lottery teams who are going to get these high-end players, you don't really trust anyone more than the Thunder in the top 10, top five of this draft in terms of an organization developing talent. Again, rotational fit, a day one starter. That fits seamlessly next to Josh Gideon SGA. And I think that that's a big deal. Because we're so worried about SGA's fit with Josh Giddy, and they had that meeting before the Suns game and then had their best game together, but then couldn't play again together for the rest of the year because of Josh Giddy's injury, right? As we're still working out the kinks of those two, do you really want to throw in a third wrinkle? Or do you want to throw in a guy in Jabari Smith who can just let it ride? Who can just fit his role, understand his role, and stand over there and let these two figure out their positioning? While he still isn't just isn't just outcast, isn't just you know kind of isn't just outcasted or or pushed to the side or whatever, alienated, he's still going to get his because he can play so well off these two guys. I think it's a brilliant fit. Now, how does it impact the roster? Look, this is going to be a conversation the entire series, so just buckle up because if the Thunder are truly comfortable in taking in all four first round, you know, all four picks in the top thirty-five. Three first-round picks, one at 34. If they're very comfortable doing that, as Sam Presti said that they are, Sam Presti said that, they, that they're going to, then at the training at the end of training camp, at the end of the preseason, they have to make uncomfortable and hard decisions. And so how would Jabari Smith, Smith specifically impact that? Number one, you got to look at Isaiah Roby. You just do. You have Jabari Smith now fitting this kind of wing-slash-four role. You have Jeremiah Robinson-Earl, who I've said since the draft night of Jeremiah Robinson-Earl, last year makes Isaiah Roby redundant and you need a roster spot. You'll look at Darius Baisley who's going into a contract year. And we know how Sam Presti feels about getting guys in that contract year, uh, you know, as a lame duck year, so to say, 
Will he even have the opportunity to prove himself after this offseason of work if you're focusing on Jabari Smith's development and you're starting him from day one? That, that, that I think, are those are the, the two players I think that should be put on notice if the Thunder draft Jabari Smith. Because again, this is going to have a ripple effect no matter who the Thunder draft because you just have to make up four roster spots. But those are the two I'd say get put most on Main Street in all of this. Why the Thunder should take Jabari Smith. Now, these questions will get more interesting as, as why the Thunder should or shouldn't take a player as we get deeper and deeper in the class. But for Jabari Smith, it's simple. The reason you take him is, is because he's nearly a seamless fit for this rebuild, and it allows you to work out with Josh Gideon SGA without throwing in a third wrinkle. If you draft a Jaden Ivey type, again, you wouldn't do that to pick one, but again, if you just get a Jaden Ivey type of player, now not only do SGA and Josh Gideon have to find a way to fit together as two point guards, now you've got a third guard in the wing, you know, third guard in the in the realm of things that now has to work off of these other two dominant you know, ball handlers and playmakers and leaders of that guard position group. With Jabari Smith, it's very seamless. Why the Thunder shouldn't take him? For Chet and Paulo and Jabari, this question will be the exact same because they simply like somebody better, right? This is not as as it was last year where no matter what team got the first overall pick, they're taking Kate Cunningham. Doesn't matter if it's the Thunder, the Pistons, the Rockets, the Cavs, the whomevers, they're taking Kate Cunningham. With this, you're just simply guessing. Who does each franchise value the most? And that's where we end things off with how do you get Jabari Smith? You got to have a top three pick. And if you don't, trading up in this year's draft will be very, very, very interesting. Because last year, if your number one guy was Kid Cunningham, you had to get to number one. And the Pistons knew that and they could bend you over the barrel and trade the 50 states, right? They could do whatever they wanted to you. This year though, Let's say the Pistons get the top overall pick. And let's say Troy Weaver's guy is Paulo Bencaro at number one. If he has to keep the pick, he's taking Paulo Bencaro. Let's say Sam Pressy's board, though, is Jabari Smith. Well, now the Pistons don't have as much leverage because they can just go to number two and say, hey, look, he's going to take Paul. He's going to take Paulo. We want Jabari. Let's get a deal done here at two. It just creates more leverage for everybody involved. Same thing can be said for the Thunder get number one, right? And they want to trade back because they, they think that the guy trading up for them uh, and, and, and you'll know, swapping picks with them. We'll take whomever and leave them their guy, whatever pick that they go down to, right? Trading up in this draft is much more obtainable to me than it was last year. Because there is a scenario where the lottery shakes out and you have four. And the top overall team doesn't want Jabari Smith. Second overall team doesn't want Jabari Smith. Now you're trying to move up one spot or trying to leapfrog number three to number two. That's a lot easier than going from six to one for, for Katie Cunningham or six to two or six to three, right? It's a lot easier if you can if you can get to that four slot or five slot and then move up to three or two and still get the guy that you want. It just comes down to how do these how do these executives value each individual player? Because there is no clear-cut option. It throws a big wrench into things and it will make draft night exhilarating. And I cannot wait. And we're going to continue breaking down these prospects all throughout the offseason. Tomorrow, we're joined by Richard Stamen to do the same exercise, only with Chet Holmgren, because I know a lot of you have POCO PTSD and need to hear from an in-depth perspective, from two different perspectives on Chet Holmgren to see how you should shake out on the Chet Holmgren saga. We'll do that tomorrow on Lockdown Thunder. Subscribe for free across all platforms so you never miss an episode. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad 
free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.